Hello, welcome my real wellness friend to episode 39. I am glad you're here because today we're going to increase your momentum in wellness, diving even deeper into limiting beliefs. This is part two. If you've not listened to part one, when we're done, go back and listen to part one because we dive into three of the common limiting beliefs that kills your momentum for wellness. Today, though, we're going to go super deep on, I would say, what is the big overarching one I see the most. It's very insidious. It's one I have definitely seen in my own life. And it's one that may motivate you for a moment, but eventually your momentum stops when this is present. When the opposite is working in your life, it just gets easier and easier and easier to keep and to get momentum. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. I worked in cardiac rehab at Vanderbilt Medical Center, and I saw this in a big way firsthand. Patients would come in after a heart attack massively motivated. They would seem on the surface to have lots and lots of momentum in every area of their wellness lifestyle, their stress management, their nutrition, their exercise, all of it. Then six months or a year later, many would be it would be crickets. We'd be like, where are they? I've not seen them for a long time. And and then you follow up with them and yeah, I'm not doing, you know, all my stuff anymore, but oh, I'll get back to it. I personally experienced this in my dieting. This is classic in the diet mentality of, okay, you're good for a while and then you're quote unquote bad. You get on the plan and then you fall off the bandwagon. Recently, I was talking with the client, her sister made cinnamon rolls And she said she ate one and she was like, oh, it tasted so good, which was great because, you know, if you're going to have something like that, you want to slow and savor it. Super. Then she said, telling, I felt guilty after. That is a clue. It was fear. It was shame. It was guilt. And she and I talked about food is not moral. And that's a whole intuitive eating episode that we can dive into. That is what we're talking about related to your wellness overall is the discussion of fear, shame, guilt, things along there versus love, the limiting belief around doing things out of fear that I should or I shouldn't, I'm good if I, I'm bad if I, all the things, you know, somebody's going to accept me if I do this or I feel fear disapproval if I don't, any type of belief that comes out of fear. And the immediate action doesn't change. This is what was interesting in my discussion with the client about the cinnamon roll, is it brought up, and that's actually what spurred this entire episode, was because The immediate action that you take doesn't necessarily change. From the outside, it can look the same. So let me give you some examples of this so you can see it in your own life. One is like the cardiac rehab that I mentioned. If someone is there doing it out of fear, it didn't last. 
if they were doing rehab, all the aspects of rehab out of love for themselves, for others, caring for themselves, valuing themselves, believing in themselves, it motivated them long term for momentum. If it is something related to fitness, your exercise routine, if you're doing it out of fear, it can be that you're punishing yourself. I I should do this because I'm bad if I don't. Or, you know, what did I eat yesterday that now I need to do this extra? Or, wow, last week things went crazy at work. I wasn't able to get my workout in. So now I've got to punish myself and do more. Or really getting deep core I don't like myself. I don't accept myself. And so using exercise as a way to punish, I should be better. And it's not out of love. On the other hand, you could do the exact same workout and do it out of I love myself. I appreciate myself. I'm doing this because I'm valuable and worthwhile and worth taking care of. Nutrition's the same thing. Now, I'm not talking dieting, but I'm talking about just making choices that are good for your body, that are healthy for your body because you're valuing yourself. You're going, wow, I feel amazing when I eat this way. So because I'm valuable and worth taking care of and I love myself, I'm going to choose to do this, even if it's maybe a little bit uncomfortable in the moment. Or you can do it with the diet mentality and out of fear that I'm bad, I shouldn't have this, I I don't like my body, I don't like whatever, and so I'm not going to allow myself to have this. Sometimes when you don't eat something that you really want, and this I talk about in the episode on becoming a better intuitive eater, sometimes that is because you feel like your needs don't matter. You feel like, oh, I really want this, but, or, oh, I'm going, I'm making myself go hungry. And it begins to teach you, your actions teach you what to believe. That begins to teach you your needs don't matter. That's one of the real dangers of dieting is it begins to set up this sense of fear and that your needs don't matter, that you're not as valuable as whatever the standard is that you've set for yourself or whatever this even goal is that you've set for yourself. But the flip of that is you can still make disciplined choices, but out of love for yourself. So only you can tell if you're doing stress management and journaling. Sometimes you're doing it out of a should or because that's what successful leaders do or that's what, you know, my friend did and I admire my friend. So I'm going to do it that way. Or you can do it out of love for yourself and love for growth. Fear. And now here's what we get to a little bit in the the physiology of this. Fear impairs the vagus nerve that communicates from your gut and your organs, your central organs, to your brain, and then back from your brain down to those organs in your gut. Love, on the other hand, a sense of love opens up that vagus nerve for great communication through your body. Fear sets up cortisol. And what does cortisol do? Cortisol, it shuts down parts of your system. It revs up other parts of your system. It makes you over-focus on something. It brings up tension. It doesn't feel good. And it is a painful experience. Love, on the other hand, brings up oxytocin, which opens you up to experiences. It bonds you with people and it feels good. How does this impact your momentum, though? 
Well, if you're doing something out of fear and you are shutting down communication in your body, you're raising your cortisol, you're wanting to avoid those painful experiences, you are associating all of these actions with fear, with all that stuff going on in your body with fear, yeah, of course you're not going to do it long-term because we avoid pain long-term and we go to pleasure long-term. If you are doing all of these things out of love for yourself, then it's going to feel good physically and emotionally and physically, mentally and emotionally. And guess what? You're going to keep going back to it over and over again because it feels good. Start noticing when you feel in your stomach some tension or your shoulders tense a little bit. Start noticing guilt when you do or don't choose something in your wellness. Notice when you think, I should go walk. I ought to meditate. I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. I should eat more vegetables. And how does that statement in your mind, how does that thought make you feel? Does it make you feel joyful? Does it make you want to make that healthy choice over and over and over and over and over again? Or does that feeling or thought make you feel small and confined and shrink your feeling of being capable? Does it make you feel more expansive? Does it make you more able to choose things, choices that benefit you? Over the next week, in a notes app, in a field journal notes, wherever you think through stuff, Make some notes and become aware of when I do this, when I think this, am I getting a sense of fear or am I getting a sense of love? Is this a belief that is coming out of fear or is this a belief that's coming out of love? I said this was going to be a deeper one and it has turned out to be that way, but it's so important because it's a basis for getting your momentum to increase because it's going to stop that huge momentum killer of fear and it's going to bring up a momentum, what would be the word for this, something that fuels your momentum, which is love. So let me know in social media reach out to me, Sherry, at theverialife.com and let me know what some of the ideas that are coming up for you on this. What are some of the things that you are telling yourself that are bringing up fear or some of the things you're telling yourself that are bringing up love? Can't wait to talk to you. Talk back. Let's try that sentence again. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode because we're still going to talk about momentum, but we're talking about some of the practical stuff. We're going to get away from this deep stuff and talk practical. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, Find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.